Welcome to A No Place to Hide, a men's mental health podcast. Over the coming weeks and episodes, I'll be talking to guests from different industries and different backgrounds, all willing to share their story and their experiences. Alongside this, I'll be talking about my own experiences and my own stories, covering a wide range of topics. Sometimes this will be hard-hitting, brutally honest, and even sometimes shocking. Subjects that we will be covering and talking about are of a sensitive nature like suicide, self-harm, addiction and sometimes people that have been in very dark places but all of this is in the aim of breaking that stigma of men not talking or men not seeking help so welcome to a no place to hide come and take a seat and listen along the journey on men's mental health with the aim of breaking that stigma together This episode of A No Place to Hide is proudly sponsored by the guys at mountainminerals.co.uk. Go and check out their website, Instagram or TikTok with the links in the description below. They supply everything from Tonka Alley capsules, which are a natural testosterone booster, as well as doing other benefits, to pure shilajit resin, giving increased energy, improved cognitive function and helping with brain fog. Go and check out the guys at mountainminerals.co.uk. Well, welcome to episode 10, free champagne at the walkabout. Uh, today, I've got a chap called Mark. Uh, you've just had your birthday, I believe, Mark. So happy birthday. I have indeed, mate. you regret him coming round when you get to my age. <laughs> was it a big one or was it just uh, one that you want to forget? No, 49, it's a big one next year. 49, a big one next year. Um, so, yeah, Mark, Mark's a local chap to me, Barnsley lad. Um coaches kids football uh, gives up all his spare time to help out other people's kids and and you know I, I commend that and I like that and it, you know you, you're giving something back to the community um so fair play on that one um yeah did you have a good birthday then uh yeah not too bad I can't grumble actually uh actually managed to get a card and a present from both kids this year it's usually oh, one or over or none or none at all the pocket money is much better spent on the sense, mate. <laughs> Thing is, get a present from both. Older they get, more pocket money they get, better presents you get. So you... <laughs> it don't work, work like mate, honestly. It don't work like that. <laughs> Listen, I bet you'd be thankful for just a card, though, you know what I mean? Just that thought. Yeah, thought, yeah, thought that counts, isn't it, like? That's it, yeah. So uh, other than uh, having a, a pre-50th birthday, how's things been? You all right? Yeah, keeping good, you got Busy life, innit? You know, we both work for the same company. We've got busy, busy professional lives, and then I'm a single parent, uh, house to run. Uh, you know, ah, it's not more duties take up a lot of my time because I take that quite seriously. Well, as well, so just just keeps you busy, keeps you ticking over all the time, doesn't it? You know, what it I mean? does, mate. Yeah, unfortunately, you are a Spurs fan for your sins, but you know, we can't all be perfect, Mark. Um. Yeah, do you know what that? No, that no. Would... Well, can say I do that for glory, can we? No, absolutely. Well, you did all this season, mate. You did all. I mean, that was interesting. All that meeting where uh, people t- talking about touching the cock in your background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, for the for, for the listeners who, who could see that. Better explain. 
It's yeah. all about explaining it that we're working on another mental health project together and we don't just join, join up online to talk about judging <laughs> Yeah, so we, we were working on another mother, uh, mental health project to do with uh, to do with, with the company that myself and Mark work for, and uh, his background on teams was the Spurs Stadium and their their mascot is it? Well, your emblem's a, a cockerel, and it's on yeah. top of the stadium. And we had um, a lady come on and and she, she didn't half break ice though, did she? And we were introduced yeah, ourselves. Yeah, she's and... good, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so obviously I had to introduce myself. Well, like, you know, I'm, I'm Nick and I, I can confirm I've not touched the cock in Mark's background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, you've got to have a laugh. You've got to have a laugh. So. Yeah, of course, you're, mate. Life's too short. Nobody ever got to the wooden box and said, I wish I hadn't laughed as much. Absolutely. I, I, I can agree with that more so at this moment in time than, uh, than I probably ever have done. I mean, um, obviously, I've not spoke to you about it, but recently lost a, a friend to suicide a couple of weeks ago. I've got his funeral. Yeah. Uh, his funeral's in a week and a bit. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a a tough time at the moment for that. And obviously, coming up to Christmas as well, it's an hard yeah, time, yeah. especially mean, for single well, parents. Yeah, the, the, the uh, you know, you hear these stories, and unfortunately, on this occasion, it's, it's, your, it's your friend, mate, and that. I'm gutting for you for that, obviously, but this is why things like this are so important, I think. So important. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I mean, three kids, successful business, lovely, loving wife, known the lad for thirty three years and uh, you know, he knew for well what I did. He knew that he could reach out to me at any point and, and obviously he was so far in depth with his mental health he he, he couldn't see a way out and uh yeah, this is the thing, though, isn't it? Those, those men don't, those men don't reach out, do we? You know what I mean? We that's don't, the, that's, no. the, that's the that's the issue that that's the issue that we're fighting, isn't it? it you is, know what yeah. I mean? It is, and that that's one of the main reasons I started this podcast for that reason. And do you know what? As as it's been something bad, but hopefully something good will come out of it. It's given me even more of a push and even more of a drive to make this work and and to reach out to to men. You know, and and obviously today yeah. we're going to be talking about single dads and 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 that side of things, which I think is a massive subject to cover, especially men's mental health. I would imagine. I mean, yeah. I, I, if I mentioned, but I went to Newcastle as part of my birthday celebrations with with some of my boys who I've known since nursery school, and because uh, I've known this is coming, I actually got to thinking on drive home. Did I actually tell him about all this? What went off? And you know. There's some of them lads there I trust my life with, but I, when I was thinking about it, I, di- I didn't, I didn't tell any, not one single one of them, and they're all my best mates. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's the thing in it. That's what we're fighting. That not wanting to even tell your best mate that you know you're struggling or maybe absolutely. Got, I mean, you've got something that needs addressing. I've said it time and time again, and it, and it's it's so socially acceptable for a woman to go out for a coffee with your mates and tell them everything and they support each other. And I think it's a lovely thing that needs to be cherished. As a bloke, we don't do that. And I'd, there's no reason why we shouldn't. There's no difference. I think men's mental health needs to be treated different to women's because women experience different hormones to men and how they deal with it. And, and I think the the prevalence of male mental health is so deep and rooted and, and ingrained in some men, they can't overcome it. You know, and we need to start and, and change that as men. We need to help each other and work together and, and overcome that. I don't I don't just think it's 
I think if you look at the male species, it's not just mental health. I mean, probably, I can't even remember the last time I went to doctors. Unless I'm dying, I don't go there. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? But it's the same shuttle. thing, but that's physical health. That's physical health instead of mental health. You know what yeah. I mean? Men are the same in, in the full spectrum of health rather than just mental health. It is, it is. But, I mean, the thing is, right, if your arm were hanging off, would you, you're good at doctors, wouldn't you? You wouldn't even think twice about it, right? But if your brain no, is absolutely no. fucking no. screwed at back nines, as a man, you won't go to doctors. It should be as acceptable for a bloke no, to go to doctors no. to talk about what's going on off up here than what it is if, if you find a lump or you, your arm's falling off. or There shouldn't be any difference. I agree, mate. Shouldn't be any difference. I 100% agree with you. And as I said, that's the stigma that we're trying to fight, isn't it? And that's why, like I said, things like this, mate, they're so important, aren't it they? It is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and... and and that's off to our workplace. I won't mention, obviously, his workplace, what it's called, but that's off to our workplace at the moment because they're having a massive drive to try and combat and battle that. And I think it's a beautiful thing that they're doing. I think more big corporations yeah, and companies should be on board with that. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that I'm a part of that that's happening at a minute. And uh, obviously, glad to have met you as well, mate, through all that same process. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's reciprocated. It's a, it's a pleasure to have met you through that process a bit. You know, I think, I think actors and sportsmen need to to play a big part and a big role in this as well, and and stop hiding behind it and letting the like you know professional footballs letting the club deal with it internally. Let's you know let's embrace that you know they're humans as much as what we are, and, and as an everyday man, you pay a fortune to go and watch these men on a weekend, and it's your passion. And if you can relate yeah. to them, and if they're struggling and they've been open about it, and and you think well if if they're where they are, and you put them on a pedestal. But if they can, I can. And I think yeah, we, need, yeah. we need to get more, you know, high-profile men to embrace that. And, and where that begins, it'll take a very brave sportsman to do that. Yeah, an expert, an ex-first player did it, uh, Aaron Lennon. I don't know if you saw him. I did, he yeah. Came out, didn't he, and said he, was, said he was struggling. And He did. You know, luckily, luckily since then, um, I'm seeing him on bits of Bob's Moore and me, media work and things like that. So, obviously, hopefully... Hopefully. He's, uh, he's of it worse than it and getting back to doing what he does best and that's being in and around football. It is, mate, yeah. I mean, to sit back and watch, you can see some play like Jaden Sancho. You know, I don't, I don't want to get too far off the subject we're here for, but, you know, like Jaden Sancho's having, having a tough time. Why not come out and, and, you know, it's easy to say, isn't it? It's easy to say. Why are they not talking? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 the men just exactly as what we are. And probably, we probably, mate. Yeah, pro- probably I'd say probably same stigma as to why, yeah, uh, even in this day and age, gay men don't come out in football. Yeah, probably yeah. same thing. You're supposed to, you're a footballer. You're supposed to be tough, and you got to get on with it no matter what. And yeah, and that's probably why you don't get more gay footballers coming out because no, you know they'll, they'll be out there, wouldn't they? It's just yeah, you're thinking how many men are footballers? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I- I can't understand that, me neither. Do you know what I mean? And I've always said, me, I've only got one son. I've, I've two stepdaughters, but I've only got one son. And if he come home to me and he said, Dad, this is my boyfriend, Brian. I've met him at ballet dancing. There'd only be two questions I'd ask him. One son, are you happy? Two, is anybody getting hurt? And then that's it. I couldn't yeah. care less. I, don't, I couldn't care less. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be good at it. I've grandkids. I'd be good at it. I've grandkids. Shit happens, doesn't no, it? Sometimes he's happy. Again, yeah, like, listen, you get one life, you still live happy, mate, have not you? Of course you have, yeah, of course you have. Yeah, and I know you've been through ringer of it, of it years, and you know I, I presume you still battle with it 
like I said, yeah, Christmas is coming up. Yeah. Birthdays, Christmas is coming up. You know, it, it puts things into perspective sometimes. But you know, I don't know if you want to, do you want to take us back to obviously where it all started with you and your journey began, and you know, if you want to go back. Yeah, to I that. guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, obviously, um, a little bit before all that, I, I was raised by my nan and me and and I lost her, and uh, I think that's the first time I really thought I'm struggling here, me. I'm struggling. But again, you know, you're married, you're busy life, you've got young kids, you're on weight, you're trying to work, you've got to keep working to keep a roof off your heads. And I don't, I don't ever think I really address that properly, uh, given the fact that both kids were very, very young. And as I said, there were no, there were no time for me to be to grieve gutted because I've lost my nan and you know what I mean and also don't forget you're also then living in a very different world because the person you cherish most in the world is no, is no longer there yeah so you're grieving because they're gone but you're living in a world that they're no longer in as well so that's that that that, that, that. looking back I probably should have maybe said to, to somebody then that you know I can I can relate that's to that. Cut, that's cut, that's cut, that's cut me that that's that's really cut me and I don't know if Scar's going to heal and and I, and to this day I still don't I still don't think that Scar has healed I don't think it ever will. How I've chose to deal with that mate, is that in my mind I don't want it to heal. Yeah. And the reason I don't want it to heal is is because when it hurts me and it still does hurt me on the birthdays and date the, the anniversary date of a passing and things like. that, I don't want to, I still want to feel that pain because that pain reminds me how much she meant to me. It won't feel like she's, she she's still real and like she's still here sort of thing. It's like it kind of keeps yeah, just, that memory alive. That, that pain on those days just gives me a little reminder of who she was to me and, you know. Uh, and then not long after that, I mean, I, I can't say I weren't fully functioning again by then. Obviously, me and ex-wife stuffed up and I don't, I don't want this to turn into a... Uh, Knocking the ex-wife, I don't. I'm not about that. You know what I mean. But um, I ended up moving back to my mum's. I had joint custody, so three, the three, the three of us were in a single bed, top to tail, for about four months. Um, while I saved up to get a deposit for an house, or well, I was either saving for a deposit for an house or getting a council house, whichever come. Whichever reached me availability first, and uh, yeah, all three of us living in a little box room at my mum's weren't easy at, at all. Not easy at all, especially because sort of young and running about all over. But how old were know, kids at time then? How, how some old of the ones, uh, six and five and six. Crikey, yeah. So the fuller energy wanting to be running about, playing constant. They don't, they don't know like yeah, know, they can and sit down and chill for five. My mum's like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I got my house and things started to look up, look up a bit, and then we started to separate financially. And next thing I know, I got a letter from her saying um, that she wanted to recommend that I had kids one night every third weekend. Jesus Christ! Well, I obviously, obj- I obviously objected to that. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not for me to criticize how people deal with things, but when we first looked at my ex. Went out a lot. She were out. She were out quite a bit. Out, out quite a bit. And yeah. So I ended up with kids anyway. So I got them four, five, four, five nights a week leading up to that. Um, 
again, I don't want it to turn into Slater and Ever. It will financially motivate the reason why she wanted to be Tony Evan one night every third week. Um, so obviously, I I then said right back saying absolutely no chance. I'm, you know, absolutely no chance. I don't agree to that. So then you get another letter saying you're at court on such and such a date. And I mean, luckily now, Nick, things have changed. And I think people are more aware that things have changed. But back then, 10, 11 years ago, it had changed, but the awareness that it had changed weren't there. So, like, they all, you'll know yourself the old way that people thought, well, you never beat a woman in court for custody, she'll get yeah. what she wants. You always automatically thought, you're a man, you're going to lose, just just roll over and take it. And yeah. That, yeah. And there are, there are a thousand cases where that's been, actually has been the case in courts of law in England, you know, where man has stood absolutely no chance. Luckily, by this time, the things had things had changed, but the awareness of it hadn't. So I kept getting told to me, you know, you'll never beat a woman in court. I don't know what you're bothering even trying for. You'll, you'll in the the weight that that bared on me because in my mind, Nick, I'm thinking one night every third weekend, no more than six months before they don't want to come anymore because they hardly know me. Yeah, you lose. So that, for me, you lose that just, link. Yeah, I thought if I were a kid and I were only going somewhere one night every third weekend, before long, I don't, I won't, next time it comes, I say, I don't want to go. Yeah. And so in my mind, it weren't just about fighting against what you were fighting against, losing my kids altogether eventually, because I knew, I knew if that was the case, I know how much I love my boys. They're, even to this day, the little, Nick, the little shits, the bedrooms are scruffy. I have to shout at him all the time. <laughs> but they're my heartbeat, mate. Yeah. They're my heartbeat. The way I get up in the morning, the way the way I fought so hard back then, just to to have the right to be in their lives. And I, I, I literally, I openly admit, I think sunshine's out on both their asses. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I, I, and I knew it would be natural for them to say, I don't want to come anymore. Every We only be once every... And I, and I and I knew that would be problems, massive, massive problems for me if that were to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't say I've ever, I wouldn't say I've ever literally stopped and considered suicide. But thinking about if that were to happen to me, I was wondering if that would be the possible outcome. Yeah, you wouldn't because you, I, like you ain't got I, a purpose I, to be. I couldn't live without them too, Nick. To this day, I couldn't live. I still now I couldn't live without them. Yeah, I, I, I you know what I mean? that in my mind, that was me living without him. Yeah. And so while I wouldn't say I was considering suicide, it back in my mind, I thought to myself, that's where this could end up. Yeah. This That's exactly where this could end up because I know I can't live without them boys. I know after six months, I don't know what, what state I'd be in. And when men get into that state, these are when the next... Silly decisions like that, isn't it? you know, not silly decisions because at times he doesn't seem silly, but on the grand scale of things, it is a silly decision, isn't it? You know, what I mean, it, it is. I mean, looking back from obviously when I made that decision myself, and at the time it was very the easiest way I can explain it's a very narrow minded thought process, but it, it's you're that engrossed in your own mental health and your own thoughts that the, the only way out is to do that you don't yeah. think about anything outside that box now obviously looking back six years on 
I think, fucking, what a stupid fucking idiot. I what to have even thought that. But at the time, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like you said, I, I, the thought of not having my little boy with me, there were no point in me being here. And that, that was my thought process on it. And it's, it's, well, it's that hard. Mine, so that's yeah. I've just been saying, you know, and that's just, it. even today, even today now, I couldn't. I couldn't live without him. Really. I just couldn't, yeah. and I knew, and I knew I wouldn't be able to back way back then. Do you find anyway, yourself when they're not there? Do you find yourself having to keep yourself extra occupied to pass that time until they're back? Yeah, t- what I've become really, really good at is I've become really, really good at filling them. I was very full. Yes. Yeah. So that I don't stop to think that they're not here, and yeah. as your boy gets older, you'll see it, it happens naturally a little bit inside him. Must be some kind of genetic input that, as they get older, they start and they're going off and doing their own life. They're living their own life, and rightly so at their age. Yeah, it doesn't seem to hurt as much because it's like a natural separation. If you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know yourself. I know when I go home from work tonight, I'll not see them at ten o'clock <laughs> while they've got to be in court. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're out living their life. They're out with their mates, mate, and I, I did it, and I don't want anything else from and. I don't. I can't describe it. it. Must be something inside you that accepts that natural separation. As, as a parent, you know it's going to happen, don't you? As they grow up, it's it's a, it's yeah, a yeah. gradual separation over time, but it's a natural graduation of separation rather than bang. One day you've got you putting your kid to bed every night. Literally, you wake up fucking Monday morning. It's like it's not here. Yeah. You know, and I think that's. I struggled with that, and I still struggle with it now. Like the nights that is it is mums, and you know I, I do have a good relationship with his mum, luckily. But even still now, the days that he's not here, like today, I will keep myself busy until the moment that I've got to go to bed, and then that's it. I'll be asleep, up at morning, again, bang. I, I Like you say, I got very good at filling them hours. But I will yeah, still yeah. Ca- I'll catch myself sometimes. I'll, I'll do something, or I'll look at something, or a photo will pop up or something like that, and I have to like swallow quite hard and think, it's all right, he's back tomorrow or whatever, and then that's yeah, it, I'll yeah. carry on. But I do catch myself sometimes, even now it's been years on. And this is why I think, you know, when we got talking on the other project, I think if you look at it, the, the rate of divorce in the UK, this must be massive, a massive cause of men's mental health problems. Separation from the kids, anxiety that things aren't going to work out all right while they're going through divorce and all things like that. But, you know, I just thought maybe... You know, I'm no different to anybody else who split up from their ex. You know what I mean? I just thought maybe somebody coming forward and saying, "Yeah, it caused me a few problems mentally." Then that might be, might be, you know, might fall on another bloke who's going through the same thing and think, you know, well, if he can do it, anybody can do it because I'm nobody special. I don't never claim to be nobody special, and I got through it. You know what I mean? And if I can get through it, anybody can. I mean. I mean, going back to it now, as the, as the case was going on and on and on, I mean, it went on for a good few months, and I won't, I won't, I, I, I can't, looking back at it, Nick, I can't say I had a breakdown, I don't think I had a breakdown, but I was certainly in a very, very dark place, because in my mind, clock were ticking and counting down to me losing my kids. You'd lo- you, you felt like you'd lost before you started, and it was just a matter of going through motions well, just- of court. Public opinion, well, that yeah. I'd have no chance. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, the awareness that things had changed in court weren't out there yet. It's still, it's so still everyone... very much like that now, though. You still speak to a lot of men, and the, their first reaction is, and, and 
I'm going to lose my kids. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Cartel side with mum. Maternal. I mean, even my own dads. Even my own mum was saying to me, you need to prepare yourself, Matt, because, you know, not often men winning court, so you, you need to be prepared. You need to prepare yourself for what's coming. And when your mum's saying that to you, you know, and she's only doing the best for me. She's only trying to make sure I'm ready for what will probably happen or what used to happen in courts. Yeah. Luckily, it doesn't anymore. Like I say, I can't stress that enough. It doesn't happen that anymore if you really, really want your kids for half a week. But um, back then, she were again, like everybody, under the old school, old impression that women always won in court, which they used to do. And I just, and anyway, as I say, kept going on and Darker mode, darker mode, and I'm just kept thinking. I got that bad, I actually couldn't wait for him to come and put me out of my misery. I couldn't wait for the court date to come and put me out of my misery. Do you know what I mean? Because I was getting more worried about losing them than actually losing them. Do you get what I mean? It's hard to describe that. The not knowing and being in a dark place, seemed, it seemed like the knowing... And being able to maybe do something about it were a better alternative, you know what I mean? And I, like I said, I was in a, a dark place, but miracles do happen, or so they say. And I went to back, went to I went to I went to court and uh, spoke my case and said I don't want any more days than the mum. I don't want any less days than the mum. I just want an equal right. I wanted I want to share. I want to have a value. Him putting my son's life, and I explained how much I loved him, and that you know I couldn't live without him. I don't, I didn't think I could live without him. I, I loved him that much, and and they adjourned, and I thought, oh god, that's more not knowing. But actually, what they adjourned for was I want to call it the turning point. I think because they they appointed a, a body called Kafkas, which anybody who's been through a separation and custody battle will be aware of. So they come and they visit the mum at home with our kids and with the kids, the same for me, and they even go to school yeah. to see kids with no parental influence. And uh, obviously on the second, the last visit I had, which was a visit on my own with no kids, she says, I went to school to see kids the other day. She says, there's absolutely no way in this world I can recommend that you are not a part of their lives because when I asked them, they said, I want to live with both parents, but if you really, really push me, I'd, I'd rather live with my dad. And that's what Kafka's lady told me. So, you, you know, it kind of lifted me mood that although these uncertainty was still there, I kept thinking, I hope she tells that to me ex. I hope she tells that to me ex, do you know what I mean? Because so why everybody can see, yeah, everybody can see that, you know, Anyway, they gave you a ribbon, ribbon of hope to hold on, something to hold on to, rather than the negative thinking. I've, I've fucked, I've lost them. At least it gave. Listen, mate, when you're in that place, you'll cling to all women. You know what I mean? You'll cling to any little ray of light, wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Again, and I knew, I knew, I knew I weren't mentally right. Yeah, I didn't have much understanding of mental health back then, but I knew something weren't right inside of me. Anyway, court, court date coming. Touchwood. Um, I were awarded joint or shared parenting as they call it nowadays, not joint custody, awarded shared parenting and tried to keep them sent together at courtroom. Um and coming from Barnes, as you'll know, the nearest pub to this walkabout. <laughs> so I turns up at 
two o'clock in the afternoon with my suit on it, walk about with a big smile on my face, and bartender comes up and uh, automatically just, you know, says, oh, says, uh, you've uh, saved your set of stay at Her Majesty's pleasure, have you? I says, uh, <laughs> I says, no, mate, I've just, uh, I says, give us a glass of champagne. I'm uh, I'm celebrating. I've just won joint custody of my kids. Anyway, give me a glass of champagne. He says, it's on house, mate, that. I says, oh, mate, thanks. Anyway, he disappeared. Then about two seconds, they come back with rested bottle. He went, here, that's for doing one for dads, mate. Well done, pal. Well done. Have that on us. I love that story. That is fucking brilliant. I remember you telling me about this at the week. <laughs> I actually spoke to somebody the other day about it, a chap that's going through something similar. And I said to him, I says, look, don't be too downbeat about it. I says, I can tell you a story about a chap that's coming up podcast. And I told him about it and it, it proper lifted his mood. And it, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. just imagine you sitting walk about in suit. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it's probably used to seeing blokes drinking champagne when they've when they've escaped a ten year custodial afterlife. To see little old me, and uh, like I say, but it would because, like I said, men men don't feel like they're going to win. Yeah. And for him to hear a story of a bloke that actually only come down, he put rested buckle on, and he says that one's for doing it for dad's pal. Well done, pal. Well done. Anyway, I took it away. And if you remember Walker Bar, I think it's been done out since. But tables used to be a whiskey barrel. Yeah. And it's a bar stool random. I sat on one corner and I can't, I can't ever remember crying as much in my entire life. As in literally the amount of tears that came out of me. Honestly, I mean, I could have filled a bucket. But I'd won. Yeah. And I kept thinking, what am I crying for? But, uh, you know, the, te- the tears are relief, I suppose, I kept saying to myself. I kept thinking, well, I, why am I crying? I've won. I've got everything I wanted. Everything that's been causing me worry is gone. But, you know... This is when I started to think, yeah, you've definitely got a problem here, Mark. Yeah. Because fast forward to a week after case, obviously every single thing that's been causing that stress has gone. I've won. I've got joint custody of kids. But I'm still in a dark place. And I kept thinking to me, looking at me, standing in the mirror every morning, saying, Mark, what's up? What's up, pal? You've won. That's it. You've got to, you know, come on, snap out. And I just I just couldn't for about another month and a half. But that's when I started looking into it a little bit, started researching a little bit of mental health just because I knew something weren't right. And the thing is, when I looked, the more and more look, I looked into it, if you've ever been to a really dark place in your life, you can't just snap out and it like turning a light switch off. Even though what's causing that darkness has all gone and disappeared, you still can't just recover like that. And that's when I knew I had that's when I knew I had an issue mental health wise because I was still down, I was still depressed, I was still feeling low when really I should have been feeling euphoric and, and victorious, if you know what I mean, in in that I'd won. I'd 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 I'd, I'd, I'd beaten the system as they might call it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when I started to realise, yeah, there is something to this mental health because I'd have just gone back right if they weren't. And I have got an issue here. How I address that now going forward, I think I kind of realised at the time it was going to be very, very important how I dealt with that for my future. For your, for your because... kids and for yourself. I mean, that's that's a massive, massive thing to, to, to do on your own. That's, you're probably the first person I've spoke to that actually saw it 
themselves and caught themselves. That makes sense. Like for me, it was it it was my was my now my wife. She was the one that said, "Look, fucking, you need to sort something. You need to talk to somebody beyond me being able to help you." And I knew, and I, I knew in my own mind, I was I was broken, but I didn't have that mental capacity to be able to say to myself, "Look." That these pieces are here. You need to pick these up, kid, and rebuild. You, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I, do you know what? Massive respect to the amount for for being able to catch yourself at that point. I just knew, Nick. I just knew something weren't right, I, and I, I think I expected throughout court procedure, procedure. I think I expected to go to a pretty low place. I think I knew it was going to do that to me. I think I knew it was going to tax me physically and mentally. Obviously, we're going to weren't it. But the fact that when it were all over, nothing changed. Yeah. That's when it dawned on me. Yeah, there's 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 a problem here, mate. There's there's you've probably been that low that you can't pick yourself straight back up. And some people will deal with things however they see fit, however they think is best for them. There's professional part there. There's friends. There's family. However you feel most comfortable in tackling that. You take that route that's best for yourself at that time, and the route that I took at that time, it started going up and having a hell of a lot of me, a lot of chats with me on it, not of cemetery, a hell of a lot. I'd find myself there every day, sometimes twice a day, you know, and speaking to a gravestone, um, because in my mind, all that needed to come out. And if she were alive, there's nobody else in this world who would have spilled all that to anyway. Do you know what I mean? I would have told another person it would anybody other than her anyway. So, I mean, I've been, I've been, I tell you, one, one such occasion, I didn't realize how late it had gone. I'm talking to my nanan, sat on a gravestone outside of talking to my nanan, and I looked and it's pitch black. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm in a graveyard and it's pitch black. <laughs> this is probably not the best place to be. Going to. And it's that gone dark like, but you know what I mean? Do you know what, well, mate? That's, that, that's um, how I got it out. That's how I got it out. And You've proper set me off there, mate. It's, um... and I knew it needed to come out. I knew it needed to come out. It had to come out, otherwise it would have brought me. Like it, like you say, it broke you and led you to go in. Luckily, like you say, I, I recognised it needed to come out, and the only place it was going to come out were her, were her grave, mate. So as I say... I were up there once and once or sometimes twice a day, seven days a week for a good couple of months. Yeah, it's forgotten. But I got it out. There's a photo I got it of me. Uh, photo of my granddad just up there, and uh, just I can, I can relate to that. There's a photo of me sat on my granddad's knee when I was little, and uh, I can very, very, very much relate to that. Um, that's why it set me off a bit, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not easy, mate. You know, it's not easy, is it? You know what I mean? No, but, no. If I wouldn't have gone up there, Nick, if I wouldn't have gave like, all that art to her, I don't know where I'd be today, honestly. I don't know where I'd be today. Because if you know you've got a problem and you don't tackle it, that, that is a recipe for disaster, isn't it? you know what I mean? It Some is, people yeah. don't even know they've got an issue. It is. So that's why they don't tackle it. But I recognise they had a problem and I'd realised it got to come at me somehow or other. And, and as I said, if I wouldn't have got it art... I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be today. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, so it's it's a. I'm, I'm 
I'm fucking proud of you that you, you caught yourself um, and you, you managed to realise because it's, it's very rare that happens. So, I mean, what were your next steps from from that then, from obviously, the, you know, talking to you know, in, the, in the graveyard? and Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of... I, I, in, my, in my mind, I uh, I uh, comically call them graveyard therapy sessions. I've named them now in my mind. Like, but, uh, you know, she, she would have been the person I turned to in real life, so... She weren't there anymore, but she was still the person I turned to. Um, and as I released it all, and as the fact that I won John Constantine started to become, not just sinking, but become a reality is in the day-to-day workings of my life. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just, I just, I could start to feel the cloud lifting, you might call it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the cloud the cloud that constantly seemed to be over me all the time and keeping me in a dark place, even though, as I said, everything that had put me there had gone. Uh, it just started. It, 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 that's when, I, like I said, that's when I realised I, I definitely had a problem because it didn't just go right like, even after weeks, it didn't go right like, just like that. It took weeks and weeks of a bit better each day. Felt a bit better each day. Felt a bit better each day. And then... Um, again, somebody you were, I always believe you have to give thanks to people. Um, my boss, was, again, my boss now, but she, uh, at, at the time she put me forward for a manager job. Um, and I got it. And like I said, I can't, you know, Rebecca, my boss, I can't, I can't thank her enough, uh, for that because you know. That gave me mind something else to focus on because until then I'd been a plumber, you know what I mean? And yeah. it were a complete change of scenario for me. Um, so that you know, you talk about keeping your mind busy and all that, and then and then we got house. Um, oddly, it was due for demolition when what house I were in. They were building brand new houses, and it were meant to go right to end. Past my house, so they were knocking my house down to build new houses. And I think somebody at council must have gone, hold on a minute, we're knocking an house down to build a house. We're not doing that. <laughs> hey, that fucking rarely <laughs> happens, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. But what had happened is they hadn't, they hadn't filled that council house for nearly two years. So when I got it, Nick, it was dank, dark. It would, you know, it would be, you could tell it hadn't been lived in for two years. But it was yours, and, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I knew there were a lot of. I mean, I was I was nearly five weeks before we could before we could even consider living there. It was that dirty and damp and needed doing. But again, through all that time, another story that I, you know when you can't you can't. There's no re, there's no explanation or reason for that scene. So anyway, I was that poor at that time. I could either afford bed or mattress, and I thought, well, I can't we can't sleep on bed. So if I get mattress, we can sleep on mattress up floor and then I'll get bed month after. Yeah. So the three of us were sleeping on a mattress on an uncarpeted floor on floorboards. And I usually woke up before then too. So I'd just gone from my bedroom and the top step downstairs is literally bang opposite my bedroom door. So I sat down there and them tools fast asleep, still in, in bed on, mat- in ma- on mattress. On mattress, yeah. And I've never, and I'm just look, looking around thinking, ah, the fuck am I going to do this on my own? 
how on earth am I going to do all this on my own with my financial resources and how much needs doing here and that and you know bearing in mind how by that time I was I was definitely out of that place and I just thought oh God just don't don't let this get out of my Yeah, heart. don't don't slip back down. Don't, yeah, just just think what you've got to do. And I'm, I'm quite I, I am quite practical at thinking that I can find a step, work out how to get to it, then next step, then work out how to get to it. But this year day I'm sat on step and I'm just thinking to Susanna I don't know if I can do this. And I didn't even hear him get out of bed. Oh, this JT. I didn't even hear him. The first thing I knew was there when I felt his arms come round my back. And ah, that lad, that six-year-old, knew what I was worrying about on that step. This, to this day, I'll never know. But he just put his arms around my front back and he knew what I was worrying about. He went, we'll do it, Dad. We'll do it. We'll get there. We'll do it. We'll do it together. We'll, oh, you know, God. we'll do it, mate. We'll do it. Don't worry. Come on, chin up. We can do it, Dad. And I already knew what I was worried about on that top step. I'll never know. I'll never know how to guess. Because you've brought him up, right, and he's, he's, he's your bloody blood, that's why, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just... I, I, when I tell that story, I can, I can never explain how he knew. Because at six years old, you don't think about painting and skirting boards and damping <laughs> corner. And Too busy thinking about fireman salmon. We'll do it, Dad. Don't worry, we'll do it, mate. We'll, you'll see, we'll do it. And again, following on from that, when we got house, laughable now, really, but uh, I'm sure you've heard of Barnsley Free Cycle, haven't you? I have, mate, yeah, yeah. I use that a lot because I couldn't afford much uh, when I first got in that house. Anyway, I, I remember us driving back from stay, uh, from Staying Cross, sorry. We'd just picked up for free some plates and knives and forks and cups and bowls and all that. And not way back from Staying Cross, we're all cheering it car off in as we yes, we've got plates. Yes, we've got knives and forks. You know what I mean? All three of them. And like, they're only five and six then, so I bet I'd be surprised if they even can remember that, but their old dad will never forget it, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Small things, aren't it? Small things and yeah. small wins and... and it- like we were watching it, but we all we got his plates and knives and forks. I know, but that 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 for me, that just proves it. Putting of, of of good parenting that you know you've brought them kids up to be very thankful for little things. You know, there's plenty of six, seven year olds out there that couldn't give a toss what they were eating off, what they were they were just bothered with you know the playstations or the you know the big yeah. cars or the the new set of Nikes or Adidas. But you know, that's credit to you as a, as a dad that your kids were not just living that with you, but you know the the, <laughs> the excitement were there with you. And, and... yeah, and, and, I, and I can I can honestly say when I look back now, the spotty, horrible, sweaty teenagers. <laughs> when when I look back at that time, it, that's that's when the bond between us three were fought, properly formed. Yeah. Properly formed a bond that I think it'll be unbreakable. Yeah, not rest of my life because we did we did we did all that together. I come home from work and I pick him up from my mum's, make them the tea, put them in front of telly, and then Dad start decking them. But they won't they put telly off and come up and help me. Yeah, and the natural fact that that is they're more of an hindrance than an help. But the fact <laughs> that they, you know what I mean. Can I just ask you something? Just just going off of that, and it's something that I think about, and I've never really spoke to anybody about it before, but I think it's a good chance to to speak to somebody that's not the same wavelength as me. Do you think you would have had the same bond with them lads 
if you wasn't a single parent and on that? I don't think so, no. Right, because I, so. I often think that, and I think if I, because you've got no choice but to bring them lads up on your own, so everything you they, they need or want, it comes from you, so that bond. And I often think this with my lad, and, and it's, I feel bad, say, I sort of feel bad saying it, thinking, well, that makes me think that I'd have been a shit dad if I'd have still been with his mum, but it's not. And I think there's a lot to be said for the shit situation of being a single parent, that you've got that opportunity to create a bond that you would have never, ever fucking had. The situation. Yeah. And I've never really asked anybody that, and I've never spoke about it, but it's something that I have thought about on numerous occasions. That you know, Because I have got a quality bond with my lad. I I love it. That's good. That's good, mate. That's good. I mean, like... I can only speak to one. Same with me, mate. Same with me, mate. Honestly, same with me. Uh, they don't look at me like anymore. I'm not cool enough to pal about with anymore. No, no, I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, that, um, that time will come. I mean, I still took him in bed and singing fucking sunshine song every single night when he's here. Yeah, as you are my sunshine. And he went good to sleep without it. And, yeah, uh, honestly, honestly. It, you're definitely right in that. Um, you've got. It's all you. It's all you. It is, yeah. You ain't got another parent keeping in yeah. rules and regs when they're at your house. It's you're defining it all. And and certainly, like I said, going through that together, I mean, literally, we left that house. I didn't have a knife and fork. I didn't yeah. have a pair of pants and socks for boys. I had left with nothing. Literally nothing. I had to start from what were in my bank that month. That's all I had from my wage and we had to build it up and build it up and it took a while it took a while and you don't realise what they're going through it but now I look back on it that's when the bond will form that's when the bond the real bond will form between me and, and my two lads the, that we went through that together yeah you know what I mean yeah well, I, just, was, I wanted to mention that you know I mean? that's it yeah exactly that's it you know it's stuff that you like you say you would never ever have built or done if if you did not been through that shit, and that's kind of what I want to get to about it, it's like you know that them pieces were all over that fucking floor, and yeah. and you and them boys picked them pieces up and you built you know the 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 bonds and you forged that to where you are today. And I just think people that are listening through this, if they're going through you know a custody battle or you know the the, the experiencing what what obviously yourself and, and and me have been through more so yourself that. Out of all that shit, that it, there will be something good come of it, and and that bond is your that that's your chance and your opportunity to build that bond with your kid. If you get two nights a week with him, make it a fucking mega two nights. If you get fifty yeah, fifty, yeah. whatever time you get with that kid, try and keep it as a positive and not as a negative that you ain't got him twenty four hours. Because if yeah, you get so far up to, yeah, well, I had it. You know, I got so far up to in my own head that I was gutted that I didn't have him every night and and I started like blaming myself and then I was blaming his mum and then I, you know and it weren't anything it's just you know we had a relationship breakdown shit happens you know it's not his fault let me make that the best life he can have while he's here and, and we do yeah, yeah. yeah that's good mate and at the end of the day that's what that's what you think about it when your line cut goes off in the morning that's what it's all about that's what you're doing all yeah. that for it is you know what I mean? but you can't you, see you that though you wouldn't have seen that when you were going through court. You would have never have had that mindset when you were going through court. 
because in my mind they've gone, Nick, honestly. That's I, I, it. In my mind they've lost them. That's it. And I, I just hope that if, if anybody's listening to this, then, you know, they can take that little bit of hope that, you know, we've both been through that dark shit, not having us kids or thinking that we're never going to have them. And, 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 you know, and we're probably actually better dads for it. Probably yeah, are better. You know what I mean, we, I mean the, thing, the thing is, right, you, you see, because obviously what I hadn't mentioned is that I went through all that with no solicitor. I couldn't afford one. Fucking couldn't man, afford I didn't, one. I didn't so that. I'm going into that against her solicitor, me with no solicitor, already thinking that I'm going to lose them. But listen, I'm not the cleverest bloke in the world. I'm nobody special. I'm the average everyday Joe from Barnsley. If I can do it without a solicitor, anybody can. Anybody can. Don't let it detract from you. Concentrate on making sure your home's livable. Concentrate on making sure your kids are happy when they're with you. And that will get your joint custody. That's what the court goes on nowadays, not previous regimes. You make sure you've got your house in order. And if you really want them kids, I mean, I see so many complaining. Because obviously you join a lot of social media groups when you're going through it all and all that. And I see so many men saying, she wouldn't let me see kids, blah, blah. And I said, look, mate, I did it without a sister. Go to court, apply for shared parenting. As long as your house is livable and there is no danger in your company, there's more or less a really good chance that you'll get it. In actual fact, mate, they don't want it. They just want to moan that they ain't got it. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, you know I see, I mean? see a lot about that. Some, and then... some do that, some do that. They, they yeah. moan that they ain't got it, but they're not prepared to do all about it. Exactly, and you ask yourself, well, what are you doing about it? Well, nothing. Well, get off your fucking ass and fight for your kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, especially and, when somebody's telling you they did it without a solicitor, that, it's, that it can be done without a solicitor, then if been, that doesn't yeah. let you know, you know what I mean? Must have been some suit, though, that, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you kept it, you know what I mean? It's like your Superman game. You won't me, Nan. If you won't me, you won't get your armor Oh, mate, happens to best of us. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Middle-aged spreaders, the call. <laughs> But I mean, like your relationship. I mean, how old are your kids now? How, how old are your lads now? Well, fifteen and sixteen, but JT seventeen on Tuesday next week. That's fantastic, that, and you know, and you're still living life and loving it with your kids, and and yeah, honestly, like like other day, right, on my birthday, obviously, and uh, you get presents, and your mum gets you something, blah blah blah, and I got some decent presents, but or on about it, someone says, do you know what? Someone asked me, I says, over knee, he came in at 10 o'clock. His brother were at his mum's because they've got to that age now and it was really go. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's no set days now anymore. They just come and go as, as they please. You know what I mean? Um, but this year, he, his brother were at his mum's and he called his coming about 10 o'clock. And we literally had a beer and sat up talking while two in the morning. And, uh, when I went about it to a mate a couple of days later about one of my best birthday presents, I said, it was that. It was that. Sitting up and just talking to my son for three hours about life, about things, about... Just putting you know, well to right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I saw presents I got. That, that, was, that, was, that was my best present. Again, three, four hours with him, just, just chilling and talking, you know what I mean? I absolutely love that. But like I said, though, I, bet, I bet, like I said, when you were going through that, you would have never have envisioned that that's how your life would have been. You know, yeah, I, I, I touched on it before, like I said, when I were going through that, 
in my in my mind, in my mind, it, it, that could well have ended up with me in the head. Yeah, easily. And a lot easily. of men do, unfortunately. A lot of men do. And the more yeah, I, I speak mean, to men about it and families about people that have, have unfortunately lost men, brothers, husbands, sons, whatever, you know. I would say a good 75% of the reasons is either custody battles or, or losing the kids. Yeah, 100%. Percentages, it's frightening. I haven't got the actual stats on it, and, I, and I, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I probably wouldn't want to look at the percentage of it, but just going on just general consensus of people that I've, I've talked with and had communication with. And, you know, I, on my TikTok channel, I get people that will message me on there, you know, privately, and I would never disclose anything that they tell me on there. And, and you know, I'm no counsellor, but I will always lend an ear to anybody that needs to, to, to talk or, you know, and if I can't, I always point them in the right direction. And Usually it's Andy's Man Club, um, which we, we touched on while we were at work, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I, I'd, I'd probably say a good 75% of the messages or the, the chats that I have, it's all to do with either losing custody of the kids or, you know, they're scared to death that they're never going to see the kids or spend enough time with the kids. Yeah, it, it, as I said, the thought of me not doing, I knew it could well. I knew, I, I knew, hundred percent this could end up with me. Yeah, if I wanted a better word and not to dismiss the act, but this could well end up with me swinging from a tree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it could. In my mind, I knew it. If that were to happen, and the worst were to happen, that that would be a very real battle for me to, to face going forward. But. Touchwood again, it, it never, it, it never got to that stage. You know what I mean? It never got to that stage. Thank, thank God. I'm thank glad. God. I'm glad it didn't, and I'm, I'm glad you're here to, uh, to obviously share your story and, and hopefully help other men that are either going through that or potentially about to go through it. Unfortunately, you know, and th- th- there is light at end of tunnel, and it, it does get better. And sometimes it, it gets, it gets better for for a, a better reason as well. Like you said, that bond that yeah, you've got possibly. with your kids, you would have probably have never had. You know, if not, and there's a lot to be said for that. And I still, I still to this day, still to this day now, I'm on, I'm on all these groups, and I try and go on and read people's comments and 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 try and help and put yeah. advice on there and and try and say, look, like I said, I've done it. Anybody, can. I always try and help because when I was going through it, obviously do research, and I'd, you know, I'd seen, I'd seen people climbing up. Big Ben in Spider-Man's uniform with fathers for ah, justice yeah. flags, and and I kept thinking to myself, they they must be loopy, they must be loopy them. Yeah. But now that I've been there, I can't say I ever thought about donning spandex and climbing Big Ben, but I certainly, I certainly <laughs> could see that someone would think, oh, I've got, I've got to do something, and yeah. and that be it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they because get pushed to that. Feel like yeah. nobody's listening. Yeah. Yeah, especially with especially with CSA. I mean, courts are a lot better than CSA, but CSA has not. CSA is still, you know, a very dated and prehistoric um, mechanism for women to financially milk men. And I'll, I'll say it to this day. When I went into Fathers for Justice group chats and and talked to people about their experiences and blah blah blah. Um, Certainly, what became apparent is that CSA are, for, for me, the, the biggest serial killer this country has ever known. I've seen a ever lot about known. that, yeah. They kill men regularly. 
Well, I, I, do you know what? Going on that, I actually did a bit of research into a, a case that's it's quite ongoing at the moment. If you Google it, you'll be able to find out about it. But it's it's a chap that took his own life. They're the working. Um, I probably can't name the the company, but they're in the chocolate uh, a factor that makes chocolate quite a big company. Yeah. But one chap has unfortunately lost his life to this, and the other one was telling his story. And they've both got kids of the same age. They they both split up. They both do the same job. Now, one father. Let me just get this. So one dad is paying three hundred and twenty pounds a month towards his child. They're both on minimum wage jobs, so you can imagine that you know they're not exactly flush. Um, and unfortunately, the chap that took his own life, uh, CSA deemed that he needed to give just shy of seven hundred pounds a month to his ex-partner. And you know, the, these is yeah. two dads if the exactly same salary, same jobs, same age child, but the CSA deemed that you know double. You know that that that's more than probably what he had at the end of every month. He, he would probably I watched a loss. I watched him um, when I was doing. When I was doing my research back back then, mate, I watched. And bearing in mind at that point, mobile phones didn't have the cameras that they did, and blah blah blah. But a guy who had been through it basically wanted to raise awareness, so he chose another guy who was going through it, mm-hmm. and just did a week in the life of a man who was at an unfair CSA running against him. I think it was a Wednesday night. He come back from work. This guy worked full time. He come back from work, and he didn't have any milk for a cuppa. And his food for that night were half a can of beans, Jesus half a can Christ. of beans. That's all he could afford to eat because CSA had stripped him of every penny he had financially. Pal. See, I, I think the CSA potentially has got a, play, a part to play in it. In in certain circumstances but the circumstances got a part to play in is when you've got a dad that does not want jack shit to do with his child and is quite happy to pay for that child if it's exactly some, if it's yeah. a dad that wants a part of that child's life why should they ever be financially penalized for not well, being able to have his, the child and i can never understood that the thing the thing is like take me for example i have to i have joint custody mm-hmm. A one joint custody, but I still have to pay me ex. I won't go into figures on it because it won't be fair, but I still yeah. have to pay my ex a substantial amount of money every month, even See, though I've got them half of the week. That's what I can't understand where that comes from. I, I cannot fathom this that. That's what out. I mean with CSA, mate, honestly. They, they, they are the biggest serial They kill more men than our Chipman, Moore's murderers, Jack the Ripper, Yorkshire Ripper put together. I agree. They have killed more men than ever. They should, they should hang their sh- heads in shame, those people. There is quite a few um, court cases going on against them at the moment, and I hope that it gets mainstream media, but I don't think it will, um, unfortunately. I think that's what it'll need to take, is, is the mainstream media to pick it up and, and run with it. But I, mean, yeah. I don't know if I touched that story with you first time. When I was going through this all, when I got the first, got, got the CSA ruling against me, I phoned up, and you know, like, they say to you, this phone call being recorded, blah, 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 please ask for a recording. So I said to the guy, I says, hi, mate, um, I want, I'm going to want to record another this phone call. And he, he said to me, yeah, what you need to do, mate, you'll need to ring this number and quote this number, and that number's this phone call. I says, yeah, brilliant. I says, so we're recording. He says, yeah. I says, can you explain to me why, when I have my children, as much as my ex, I have 
to pay her again. I'm not going to mention figures. I have to still have to pay her X amount of money per month. Do you know what he did, Nick? He put phone down on me. I'm not surprised. I'm not. He put I've phone down that, on me. You're not the first dad that I've spoke to that's had that similar experience. Because he didn't want to be on. He didn't want to be caught recorded telling me an answer because there is no answer. There is no answer. No, no. You know, I mean, what? I wouldn't like to look at the figures of how many men have have, have gone down that route. Like I said to you, that the vast amount of men that I speak to and dads, it, that's that's what it is. That's that's they just can't cope with it. They just can't deal with it. You know, and, and yeah, something you, needs to be done you, on that. You can only spend what's in your bank, and if you ain't got enough money to to eat, and that's carrying on and carrying on every day, eventually you're going to go to that dark place and. Because the CSA ruling is an ongoing thing, there literally is no light to end up tunnel. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. So it hastens them to that decision to do that because whereas you and me can think maybe well, maybe there's light to end up tunnel, if they've just had three quarters of their wage took off and they can't afford to eat and that's what it's going to be for till the kids are 18, there is no light to end up tunnel. No. There is no light for them. And you CSA know, do that to people. Yeah, and, and and there's no like I said, I think it has got a part to play in certain circumstances. But I'd say ninety percent of the circumstances that that card is played, there's absolutely no need for it. Like you say, you've got fifty fifty joint custody. Why should you? I don't that I can't get my head around that with the CSA. I can't, I can't understand that. You know, if you've got dads I've out there, I've never been able to get my head around it, and you'll never get anybody to be able to explain it to you because they don't want to go on record explaining it no. to you. No, and they could, not. I don't know if you know, so a couple of years back, the chat, the change to CMO, I think it is, child maintenance options, telling us all it was going to be revolutionising for, 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 for parents. In actual fact, the only change, Nick, was instead of checking your salary at the beginning of the claim, they then checked it every year. So if your wage went up, your money went up. Yeah. That yeah. was a change. They didn't make it any better for anybody. It's they still, made it worse. It's still the same now. It's still the same now. They can even take it at source instead. So that's a new thing. If if you miss a payment, one payment, your ex partner can say, "Right, I want it taken at source," and you've got no say in it, and they will take it direct from your paycheck before you even anyway, can see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I know. I've but, seen it. Like I said, I can't. I can't. I'm not. When I look back at the whole thing as a package, mate, the whole splitting up joint custody, I'm not bitter about anything. Really, I'm not. But I hope there's been a bitterness detected in me for CSA because I know that organisation and I know what they've done. I've looked yeah, into it. I've researched it. I know how many men they have broken. Yeah. And they will continue the to break. It's it's draconian. That's the problem. It's so draconian and it's not it's not caught up with everything else. And I hope I hope it no. does change and soon because like you say, it it's taking men's lives unnecessarily. It definitely um, is. Hundred percent. You just like I say, you've probably done research, but for anybody listening to this, don't just take my word for it. Google it, research it. You look into that, how many men that that organisation has broken. Broken them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's suicide numbers in just in this country alone. You, you strip out Europe and, and England, and uh, it's currently sat at 21 a day, men. 21 a day? Just, just wow. in this country. Wow. We uh, have to try and do something, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, so last year it was just under three quarters of suicides. Now it's it's just tipped over seventy five percent of all suicides in this country are men. Bloody hell! You know it's um, it's a scary, scary set of numbers when you start looking into it and you start you, you don't have to do much digging to see it 
Um, oh no, he doesn't. When I was, you know, now doing my research back then, it jumps off page at you. And yeah, at, some, at some point, Nick, I had, I had to take a conscious decision to stop. Yeah, yeah, you can. If you, go too far, if you go too far down that rabbit hole, it, it, it will do, yeah. But, it you know, scary, I, my family stories of the sons that had took my life because of the CSA ruling. And, yeah. Or, uh, you know, not being allowed to see the kids. And, you know, I, yeah, I, at some point, I had to take a conscious conscious decision to stop reading about it because it was it, it, it was scaring me a little bit. I am I am glad that you managed to catch yourself and I'm glad that you're here to, to tell obviously your story and your side of things and I know it's not been an easy thing for you to do from start to finish. And there's probably like I've been busy to this for a long time. I can imagine mate and and I'm I'm fucking proud of you for coming on and doing that and it takes a hell of a lot for a man to do that and, and I I can't Telling me appreciation and pride for you, Mark. I really can't. No worries, no worries at all. Like I, I ask said, you one thing: if, yeah. if you could give one little snippet of advice to anybody that's gone through what you've been through, just a little snippet, something that they can just cling on to or look at, what what would you give to a chap that's listening to this? During the whole going through it, researching process in the dark place process, I I also read a quote that. I still, to this day, think about it. And, and that is, it's always darkest before dawn. It's like always that. darkest before the dawn. Like you that. might think that that place that you're in at that moment is going to be like that forever. But it's not. It's not. And, 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 and suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You know... It's got to get worse before it gets better. But trust me, I'm here today to tell it gets better eventually. It's always darkest before it's dawn, mate. That's, keep your chin up. Keep working away. That's brilliant. I, I absolutely couldn't have said it better myself. I really couldn't. And, and that's. I always like to end on a on a, on a a bit of a saying. And <laughs> I've got one from yeah, Winnie, yeah. Winnie the Pooh, of all people. Now then. Winnie the Pooh. Uh, and he once said... When you love what you have, you have everything you need. And I think that sentiment rings true. You know, you've got your lads. You love what you know, you love your lads, so you've got everything you need in your life. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you... I roof over my head, food in my belly, my kids, my football. I'm a... If I wanted a better phrase, me, I'm as happy as a pig in shit at minute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what I like to hear. And I think on that, I think we'll. Uh, We'll end that there, oh, Mark. Can we just jump in with one other thing, Nick? Sorry. Um, I don't want to reveal what, but I'm getting my son, one of my sons a Christmas present, so I wanted to personalise it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, because if he listens to this, then I'll always get <laughs> the Christmas I, want, I wanted to personalise it a bit. So I started researching, you know, father-son quotes. Yes. And I saw a really good one that I'm having put on his Christmas present. So it says, it says, there is no love on earth as great as that for a father to his son. I love that. I like that. And I, I think that's a perfect way just to say thank you, Mark, and I appreciate your time. No worries, mate. Thank you for having me. Cheers. I hope somebody's listening and we've done somebody some good. That, that's what it's all about, mate. Absolutely. There'll be somebody that'll listen to that that'll, that'll take a, a, you know, a positive from that, and especially that little saying at the end as well. Right. No worries, mate. Thanks very much, Mark. See you later. Right. Cheers, mate. Bye. Well, thank you for listening to A No Place to Hide. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and I hope to see you for future episodes as well. 
If you do realise that you need somebody to talk to, or you feel like you need to reach out, or even if you just need a bit of advice, please check out www.toughtotalk.com. These guys are running a fantastic men's mental health charity on their website. It's got links to about everything that you could possibly imagine. They've also got places for advice and help. If you need to speak to somebody on the phone, please contact the Samaritans on 116 123. Or alternatively, please contact the NHS 111 option 2. Remember guys, stay safe and we can only break this stigma together.